0: I'm WSB's Mark here The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is on alert. Alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carol to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. Hey,
1: this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark. Mar- uh. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue.
0: Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you, Mark Aaron here, you there, Level Seven, blah blah blah. All right, let's go straight to CNN, the ex wife of the shooter now talking to Don Lemon yet again.
2: Something and I would go into a different aisle to look for something else and all of a sudden I would hear my name being yelled out and he would be calling my name throughout the supermarket and I would, I came to him saying, I'm right here. He grabbed my wrist and he dug his fingernails in between my veins and made me surrender and told me to not go far from him ever again. And you said he the kept you instances. hostage? <clears throat> when, you know, every time I would try to call my family, he would actually abuse me while I would be on the phone with them and I would try my best to talk to them so I could hear their voice but um, you know and try to mask it because I didn't want them to worry either I remember one time when I was speaking to my mother and she was asking me if I'm okay because she heard and she felt that I wasn't and that's when he slapped me and the phone fell off my hand and it broke
0: All right, that's the uh, ex-wife of the shooter talking on CNN right now to Don Lemon. This is a developing story. Uh, Via Twitter from CNN and Channel 2, uh, Florida deputies say a gator dragged a two-year-old toddler into the water near Disney's Grand Floridian Hotel. What the hell? Dude, don't go to Florida. Ever. Ever, ever. No reason. All right, um... I've got to take calls, but I also have to get this interview on. So I apologize to Tony and Chris, but I've been promoing the interview uh, for two days now. I have to get it on. This is the only time we can do it. Eugene Michael Simon, a.k.a. Lancel Lannister, from the Game of Thrones. Loyal listeners to the Mark Aram Show know how uh, deeply involved we are in with the HBO show Game of Thrones. Every Monday, we have the Game of Thrones minutes with Johnny Kilbasa. So I'm extremely excited to have our next guest on the show, Eugene Simon, a.k.a. Lancel Lannister. Mr. Simon, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you?
3: Good morning, Mark. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to, have, to be able to talk to someone this early in the morning over a cup of coffee and uh, <laughs> talk about Game of Thrones.
0: Well, we're here in Atlanta. Where where are you in right now?
3: I'm am currently in Los Angeles, um, and I've been in out for about five months, and I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Love being here.
0: But uh, Game of Thrones obviously not filmed in in LA. Um, so when, when you're, no. f- <laughs> what 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 brought yeah. you to LA then?
3: Well, I probably will later come out here to do a little bit of press and carry on being an actor and um, and just auditioning as many many of us actors do. But uh, since we finished filming Game of Thrones in uh, Northern Ireland uh, back in December, it's just there's just been a flurry of activity going on. And now that we're on episode eight of the show, and Lancel had some rather gruesome work to get done. Uh, just last night, we—I uh, found myself keeping rather busy, so I, it's just been so lovely doing it in Los Angeles of
0: all places. Can can we talk about the uh, the evolution of your character? Um, I mean, so there's no spoilers here because we talk about the show every week, so the listeners know exactly what's going on. Um, your character <laughs> went from what to what in in the arc of uh, the show so far.
3: Well, my character within within the past six seasons started off in seasons one and two as uh, essentially a squire um, within the Lannister household. Who And the Lannister household is sort of, you know, sort of Pacquiavellian household of the Seven Kingdoms. And really, w- within the space of two seasons, he ascends the sort of the high rank of knight, inverted commas, through sleeping with his cousin and essentially being uh, sort of an informant for the Lannisters. Um... But by the end of season two, he sort of goes on hiatus after he gets a very bad wound at the Battle of Blackwater. And we don't see him for a couple of seasons. He's gone missing. He's absent. And finally, he comes back in season five, totally transformed spiritually, physically, and um, pretty much in any other way, any other way that you can (laughs) describe, um, as a religious fanatic for the sake of the Seven. Uh, and what we've seen up until this the rest for most of this season is basically how that faith has manifested itself and how it's very, very hungry for power and for the the
0: devolution
3: of the crown and the current or sort of power system, which is headed by Survey Lannister basically.
0: now you you've come back, you are now the uh, the high Scepter's badass, uh, his enforcer, his right hand. Uh, uh, is it revealed to you uh, yet as an actor, or will it be revealed to us as an audience of, of what made or caused that transformation?
3: Well, the story of Lancel, how he transformed, is likely hinted at in season five at the very end, just before Sergey has her walk of shame. Um, currently, there's not much of a description. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm confident you guys will get some description of how Lancel became who he is by the end of the show. Uh, but for that, you
0: won't have to wait in the city block. <laughs> Excellent. We're talking to Eugene Simon, aka Lancel Lannister. I just love saying that name. Did you know uh, in the in the first season that your character was going to take this arc, or was this new to you when when you saw the the new scripts for the upcoming seasons? <sighs>
3: Well, when I first got Game of Thrones and started to play Lancel Lannister, I immediately started to do a bit of research on the book. So I started to read them. But very kindly, George R.R. Martin, who wrote these wonderful original books, emailed me. And he gave me, if you like, a kind of rundown of what Lancel goes through in his books, which would certainly be different to the series. But it certainly prepared me for the idea that if this show is going to be even 50%, um, committed to the storyline of the books, that Lancel will undergo some sort of transformation. But the way that we presented Lancel in Game of Thrones for this season, for this show, was very different to what the books were. The books, he's long, got long gray hair. He's very thin. He's very weak. He's sort of got one foot in the grave. Whereas in the show, he is emboldened he's stronger he's fortified he's transformed in a much more kind of uh, bold way um so but it was definitely nice that i knew he was going to change
0: let's talk about uh, last night's episode uh with the mountain um yes. that <laughs> that was a hell of a scene and an imposing dude um uh, what's that actor like is he that big in real life he
3: is. He is actually. For those watching this, I'm going to upload a photo to Twitter and Instagram later of him and I hanging out on set. But H- Hathor Bjornsson is one of the one of the, if not the strongest man in the world, and I'd say he's probably about six foot eight, um, and he is absolutely gigantic. But he he has got a heart of gold as well. He, the armor that he was wearing from the scene you saw yesterday weighs about maybe about sixty five pounds. So he's actually wearing full plate armor when you see him in any one of these scenes. Um, and he wears it all day long. So he is an incredibly strong human being.
0: That It's, it's unbelievable. To, uh, and it, it's, I, I mean, the show is so good. One, one, one minute I am so against Cersei, and then last night I'm like rooting for Cersei, and, and one minute I hate Jamie Lannister, and the next minute I love him. It, it's just a, such an amazingly well-written, well-acted, well-produced series. Oh, I'm
3: sure you enjoy. It. And I mean, the thing is that even when, even as the character or when I when I when I see Cersei in that scene, I mean, even I start rooting for her in some ways because the one thing Game of Thrones is good at is making sure you know that there is a lot of there is a lot of potential horror on the way. You know, it does play with your emotions rather well. This show, <laughs> so you can end up feeling sorry for some rather despicable people.
0: <laughs> are, are you the? Second nicest Lannister of all time. I'm trying. I'm trying to go through the family tree. I think I would place you as the second nicest Lannister at this point.
3: Oh God. Well, I mean, there's so many of us, and there's so many of us, and because we're we're a somewhat incestuous family, yes. I forget who's Lannister <laughs> and who's not. Um, yes, I think Lancel would certainly. <laughs> would certainly have to be. Uh, yeah, maybe second. I'll, I'll take
0: second place. Uh, fantastic. All right, So, um, only two episodes left this season. Correct.
3: Yeah, that's right. Two two episodes left, and uh, they'll be coming out both on the following Sundays. Uh,
0: and and just to show you how, how big a fan I am of the show, I get mad when the show ends, because there are so many plot lines, and there's so much to cover. I, I scream at my TV, and I'm like, HBO, you have to make these episodes two hours long, because we want more and more of you guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, as actors, uh, we, we dream of that, too, because there's always more fun stuff that can be done. But... Uh, Dan, David, and Brian, they certainly have a very, very tough job writing everything into a one-hour, uh, you know, a one-hour episodic. So uh, it's a tough line to, uh, to to stick to. It really is.
0: We're, you're killing it, and I hope that uh, forehead uh, mark is, is not permanent because that would be weird in, in real life.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to moisturize <laughs> to get <rid> of it.
0: <laughs> uh Real quick, Eugene, if the, if the listeners want to uh, reach out to you on social media, where can we find you?
3: Oh, please, I'd love it if they did. Well, you can find me on social media for, um, uh, as Eugene underscore Simon. That's on Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me at just one word, Eugene
0: Snap. Eugene, thanks for your time, brother. Great, uh, great show. Best of luck, man. I hope to talk to you again in the future. Thanks very much, Mark. <laughs> Take, Take care, care. Eugene. Lancel Lannister. So we've, we've interviewed two Game of Thrones folks on the show, Lancel Lannister and Queen Marjorie. Not bad.
4: Queen Marjorie was much better. If
0: we can, yeah, but still, this was—I mean, he <laughs> no, had a, had is, a big, he had a big good. episode Sunday. Yeah, um, absolutely. If we if we can interview one character from Game of Thrones, who do you want it? Who do you want me to try to get?
4: Oh, a hundred percent, Peter Dinklage. Okay, good. Yeah, 100%.
0: Longoria. Sure. Yeah. the Mexican right. guy from yeah. uh, <laughs> Westeros. Is there a Mexican dude no. in there? No. no. <laughs> there was a Spanish guy, but he got the mountain killed him yeah, squished his head squished his head of it's course disgusting Those all right yeah squish. definitely dinklage okay we're on the same page there yeah, yeah. speaking of uh, imps tony's in marietta tony you're on the mark aram show how are you sir
5: well hey gridlock guy uh mr nostradamus read your uh, article in the ajc a few weeks ago and there's uh griffey's uh, talking about uh, we need another four weeks of uh talking about the uh streetcar of no desire very nice
0: yeah yeah
5: yeah, not really. <laughs> you know what? I remember you writing about it before you wrote that article. What was it was like? Um, you you were recapturing like one year, two years later, whatever this thing was going nowhere. I digress, though. So. What a mess!
0: What a mess indeed. When do you call the cops on your uh, spouse?
5: Um, you know, the, my biggest problem is this: is that I'm Big Daddy and. You know, I'm la famiglia. Being an Italian, it's like I take care of my own business. However, I have had to call the cops on uh, my oldest son's uh, girlfriend, Crazy Sandy, and we're changing names for a yeah, understood. Reason, um, on numerous occasions. And he's come over uh, bloodied and battered and what Ugh. have you. And we're like, why don't you get out of this relationship?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a whole... I mean, I understand that. The, the, as far as domestic abuse is concerned, yeah, you, you call the cops right away. But I'm talking about planning something nefarious against someone else. At what point do you do you call the authorities on your spouse? 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Arum, this is... The Mark Aram this, Show.
6: Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently as elementary. They want us all going eventually. The Mark Aram Show. Brought to you by Low T Nation.
5: Mark Aram yeah. on 955 and mm-hmm. AM 750. WSB.
0: Hang tight, Johnny Kilbasa coming up in just a couple of minutes with a brand new fast food review. More of your calls now 404-872-0750. Chris joins us in Atlanta. Chris, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir?
7: Appreciate uh, sure. it. Welcome, man. Uh, if my spouse was planning something, I'd drop a dime in a heartbeat because I don't need that stuff on my conscience uh, the rest of my days.
0: But but what would she have to plan? What what's what's the severity oh, of the crime? An- that
7: anything. Uh, That'll do bodily harm to another individual. If it's one person, I can warn that individual. If it's a group of people, then I'm dropping the dime and calling the the cops.
0: What if she says, uh, hey, Chris, listen, tomorrow at work, I'm going to go into the break room and steal Sally's lunch out of the fridge?
7: Then I can call Sally and tell her to put some mold in her sandwich. But may I say something else?
0: Absolutely, Chris.
7: It's really been bugging me lately that since this happened... Nobody has been checking history. This is not the greatest mass shooting in the history of the U.S. There have been numerous mass shootings of more than 100 people. The so-called Battle of Wounded Knee was a flat-out massacre where almost 300 people were murdered, and over 200 of them were women and children. So does that
0: to- Does that fall into the category of warfare, or...? No, it wasn't a matter oh, of. Oh, you know what? Character. You know what I think the the classification is, Chris? Uh, single gunman. I think that's the distinction.
7: But that's that's not even on my favorite channel, WSB. That's not how they're putting the sound drops. Is they say it's the single mass
0: shooting? Single deadliest mass shooting in? Yeah, you're right. I mean, shoot, um, you could do the Battle of Appomattox. You, I mean, there's there's a million uh, uh, yeah,
7: instances but, uh, where more
0: people died. It,
7: they called it a battle, but it wasn't even a battle. They, they
0: That was a slaughter. It was a,
7: and then they turned around and, and shot over yeah. 300 of them and killed them.
0: It was a slaughter. It was a massacre. It was a disgrace. It was awful. It was disgusting. So
7: if, if WSB, my favorite channel on... I mean, I travel all around the Southeast. It's my favorite channel. I love the accuracy, but please, twist somebody's ear or something. I and will, if they're going to do it, at least get it historically
0: accurate. I will, t- I will talk to the news di- news director tomorrow. And say, listen, um, we need to clarify and say the single, it's the deadliest single shooting, single shooter mass shooting in U.S. history. How about that?
7: That would be more accurate than everything I hear on the radio. If I get
0: fired for uh, saying that to the news boss, Chris, I hope I can come move in with you.
7: I I got a one bedroom.
0: (laughs) I'll take the couch. I'll take the couch, my friend. All right. Moving on. We're going to come back. Johnny Kielbasa got a fast food review. We'll take more of your calls on the Orlando shooting. At what point do you call the police on your spouse? Should the shooter's wife have alerted the authorities if she saw something, if she thought... That something was up with this whack job four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the metro eleven.
4: You'll get severe weather, a traffic red alert. Or breaking news. breaking news immediately, accurate from the WSB twenty four hour breaking news center. WSB, depend on it.
0: Yo, this is Jamie Fox, and you're listening to my man Mark Aram. He
1: packed in the animals two by two, an ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that
7: night. From the bus, ship and him, tell him about our master plan.
0: back to the show, 11.35, 25 in front of midnight. Mark Aaron with you till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Programming notes, uh, tomorrow, normal show. And then Thursday, help me out with this, Chuck. Thursday, I'm filling in for Erickson. Yes. From 5 to 7. Yes. And then we're doing a special show in Orlando, 7 to 10.
4: Yes, I think that's going on all the CMG networks. It'll be
0: broadcast nationwide, yeah. okay.
4: Yesterday but, was only going to be on Orlando. Or today. Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow was only okay.
0: going to be on Orlando. Okay, but Thursday, so Thursday I'm in for Erickson, 5 to 7. Uh,
4: basically you're on from 5 until 10.
0: Fudge sickle, And then 7 to 10 will be across the network around the country yes. discussing the Orlando situation.
4: Mm-hmm. You and who's doing it with you?
0: Shane Bockler. Yeah, Shane E.B. And... Um,
4: bunch of other Lancel Lannister yeah yeah that'd be awesome
0: that <laughs> would be awesome that
4: wouldn't be bad
0: so that's uh that's coming up on Thursday, Thursday. so Big uh show. it'll be a best of you're gonna do something piece together something on Thursday night yeah but make sure you're listening to uh Erickson five to seven I'll be yeah. I'll be filling in for the conservative we'll Viking all right 404 872 zero750 1800 WSB talk And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, we do not want to know, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan?
1: Great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese, and I am pleased, and I'm still reeling. From the awesomeness of Lancel Lannister.
0: <laughs> that was. Can we play that? Longoria, do you have that on a hotkey? Did we put that in there yet? Oh, we got to get that on a hotkey. Lancel Lancer, Lannister, uh, the one who has uh, joined the uh, Holy Scepter, the Sparrow, has dropped a, a little knowledge for the Johnny Kilbasa Game of Thrones minute. I'm going to send you that audio so you can put it on your podcast, by the way.
1: Oh well, I appreciate that, Mark. And, and you know, I've I've been uh, telling everybody that I've ever met in the
0: last hours
1: that uh, Lancel Lannister.
0: And yeah. the actor Lancel uh, retweeted the tweet that you were uh, featured in, so you got uh, some Twitter pub from uh, Lancel Lannister as well.
1: Unbelievable! Seven hells. seven hells.
0: <laughs> are you are you with me and Chuck? If we could get one member, a cast member of the show. Uh, get the imp on here. Is that? Was that? Would that be the dream interview?
1: Oh, that would be. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the biggest one of them all, as far as I'm concerned.
0: He is. the same uh, Peter Dinklage, same guy in Elf, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, but he wasn't the guy in Willow.
0: No, not the no, guy in no, Willow. No. That's the the other guy. That who's, was his Uncle? Yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, did you see his show on HBO? The guy from Willow.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is it called? Little L- Life uh, is Short. Yeah, life is short. Yeah,
0: that was pretty funny. Can you find Longoria? Cuz I like right. Can you find the scene from Elf uh with Peter Dinklage where he says, "Say elf one more time." And then <laughs> Dinklage attacks him. That's one of my favorite you're scenes. An of- angry elf. <laughs> yeah, you're an angry elf. I would love to hear that. You work on that Longoria while Johnny K gives us the fast food review. What's up on the menu tonight, Johnny K?
1: Well, Mark, you dispatched me to Chick-fil-A because we got a lot of fans over there. Chase, so
0: thought, the manager at the Howell Mill Chick-fil-A, asked for you by name.
1: Chase, you asked for it, you got it. Uh. You wanted the best, you got the best.
0: <laughs> there you go, buddy.
1: In the words of Gene Simmons. So I thought I'd go in there. You know, they they know their menu, and they don't need to pull dirty tricks to get people to come eat their food. They know that. They know what's up. So they, they stick with what they do. But I thought I'd go in there and see what I could do. What I did was I went in there. And I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to see how many chicken minis I can eat in one sitting.
0: Wow. Whoa, hold on. So for those folks that don't know, chicken minis are little pieces of chicken nuggets wrapped in like a little yeast bun.
1: Yeah, a little yeast roll.
0: They're delicious.
1: Basically.
0: They're delicious. And they come in, you can get two counts. I think, is it a three and a five pack, Johnny? Three or four. Three or four. Okay. Yeah, but they are delicious.
1: Right, and you can pretty much use multiples to get that to any number you want above,
0: <laughs> three. That's
1: for five. Yeah. So I yeah, so I went for it.
0: And let me let me take a guess because I'm trying to think how many. Let's let's go around the table here. I think because those yeast rolls will expand in your stomach, I could eat thirty four chicken minis. I think would be wow. my limit, Chuck. What do you think? How many chicken minis could you eat? Have you ever had a chicken mini? You got to turn your mic on, big boy. There we go. Sorry. That's forgot.
4: all right. Um, uh, it, uh, on a good day, if I was prepping, I could maybe get to 20.
0: That's it, really? Yeah, twenty, right.
4: you've had stomach. it before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, a little, I have a little stomach. I have a little stomach. Pizza Hut? <laughs> Longoria, have you had chicken minis before? He's in another world. <laughs> Is he even listening? <laughs> I don't even think he's listening. He's, boy, That's- I'm making him do work, so he's mad. Can you hear us? Have you? Oh, had, no, I have, haven't. I had ha, my headphones <laughs> up. Have you had chicken minis before? Chicken minis from Chick Fil A, little chicken pieces in the little yeast the little rolls, biscuits. Oh no, I have All oh, oh, All right, so we'll keep you out of this. I think <laughs> okay. I could eat thirty-four. Chuck, with his small, tiny belly, can eat twenty. Okay. Johnny K went all you can on the chicken minis, and, and what did you come up with, Johnny?
1: Man, you know I, I hate to, I hate to admit it, Mark, because you you went huge with thirty-four. And I'll tell you what I thought. I had my sights high, and those first eight went down with no problem whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Took those down, took a nice big slug of beverage, and then went <laughs> right back at it. The next five went down fine, and thirteen. I, I thought I thought it was all systems go. By the time I hit sixteen, I, uh, it's the, the clock started to tick.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: I'm, I, I hate to admit that.
0: But now I say thirty-four. That's just uh, that's just what in my mind I think I could do. <laughs> But in reality, if you if you were losing muster at sixteen, then that, then I'm way too high on that.
1: That's when the doubt started to sink in, you know. And I was surprised too. I said, yeah. okay, what? All of a sudden, the uh, the novelty of this has worn off a little bit, and um, I, I I hit twenty, and uh, by about twenty, I was getting pretty sick of chicken minis, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> but there, the the problem is, as I mentioned, those those delicious yeast little rapid rolls. They'll expand in your stomach. So they Yeah, they you f- have
1: to go fast because yeah. once they hit your stomach, it's gonna blow up and yeah. it blew up. And I, I mark I tapped out
0: at, at 23. twenty three. So at twenty three, all right, Don Mattingly's number. Um little little Aram history here. So in nineteen ninety one, breaking news in Torrington, Connecticut, we had our first we got our first Taco Bell. In Torrington, Connecticut. Um, basically, it was... <laughs>
1: Seven innings three times a week, then. Exactly.
0: Point. Division One athlete. Um, basically, our fast food in Torrington, uh, up until that point, we had two McDonald's, then one close. We only had one McDonald's, one Burger King, one Wendy's, and one Lee's Famous Recipe fried chicken, which was, mm-hmm. it's like a KFC, but different. And then we got a KFC in. But right before we got the KFC in, Taco Bell came showed up at the ShopRite Plaza downtown. It was huge news. Everyone was excited. We all wanted Taco Bell. It was, you know, the forbidden fruit. We'd, we'd never had a Taco Bell in our town. Forbidden fruit. So it, be, it became the hangout, the high school hangout. Don't, I mean, there's nothing, obviously nothing to do in, in Connecticut when you're a teenager. Exactly. So we hang okay. out at the Taco Bell parking lot. And my buddy Paul Joe, six foot three Korean guy, one of the biggest eaters you've ever seen. you you'd, You'd be impressed with his capabilities, Johnny. I bet him $50 that he couldn't eat 20 tacos from Taco Bell. Hard shell beef tacos.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And the uh, the rule where he had to eat them the way he normally ate them, which was two packets of hot sauce on each of them. Ooh. So I bet him $50. And when you're a senior in high school, I probably, I mean, that was it. That was my life savings. It was 50 bucks.
1: Yeah, you didn't
0: have fifty bucks. No, I, I did because I he wouldn't have taken the bet without seeing it. <laughs> I had a reputation, so um, I definitely had the fifty dollars. And if he finished them, I would pay for. I'd reimburse him for the twenty tacos also. So gotcha. it was like a sixty bet. Yeah, like a sixty-three dollar bet. So he flies through the first ten like they are nothing. I mean, literally, not, and we got a big crowd around this. Like the whole every, uh, the whole high school is inside the Taco Bell. Watching Paul Joe wolf down these tacos. it was quite, If there was Periscope back in the day, this would have been Periscope. You were the original man versus food. Exactly. <laughs> so he flies through the first 10, and I mean in no time flat. Next five, boom, goes down easy. And I'm like, shoot, I'm out of 50 bucks. There's no stopping him now. 16 down, 17 down. Halfway through 18, he gets the worst case of meat sweats you've ever seen in your life. I mean, just pouring down sweat six foot three Korean guy just dripping with sweat and the crowd is amped up now. This is like seeing blood in a MMA match. Like the crowd (laughs) is just going bananas at this point. He finishes 18. He gets two bites into 19 and bolts out the door and hurls up 19 tacos onto the pavement in front of the Taco Bell. He was one and a half tacos away from $50 from me, uh, but no, he threw up and had to pay for his own tacos, so little, and an amazing... You,
1: and you acted like you knew it all along. Yeah,
0: I, I set the number. I was like, I knew he couldn't do... Tw- I knew he could do 19, but I knew he couldn't do 20. <laughs> I was like Jimmy the Greek of uh, food eaters setting the lines, uh, but it was a great moment in Torrington history as uh, Paul Joe yacked up 19 tacos on the Taco uh-huh. Bell pavement.
1: Go Red Raiders. <laughs>
0: So hopefully you didn't jack up the uh, chicken minis after your twenty third. You kept them down, I
1: didn't, but I know what it's like to hit that wall, man. When, once it sinks <laughs> in, you can't get out of it. You know, once it's like quicksand.
0: Yeah, there, that's a tough. That's a tough road to hoe. I do have uh, an update on Chick Fil A. This is a pretty cool story out of Orlando. I'm sure you've heard this, Johnny. So you know Chick Fil A, the uh, an amazing fast food establishment, but the one drawback is what they're never open on freaking Sunday when you want. Right. Chick-fil-A and the founder of the uh of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy, used to call in my Sunday talk show here on WSB. And I would I would scold him on the air and say, "Truett, Mr. Cathy, how can you can call into my radio show on a Sunday but you can't sell chicken on Sundays?" Okay. I thought that was a valid point. Like, yeah, I mean, you
2: know, yeah. I was waiting to hear what he said. I know. I he was, was like, f-
0: rah, 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 I don't oh, know. okay." He didn't have a good answer. Lord's Day, something like that. It was, it was fine. To <laughs> it's
2: <the Lord's laughs> yeah,
1: something like that, the Lord's
0: like Day. That. The Lord was fine with him calling into my show, but not selling uh, chicken biscuits. So the Chick-fil-A in Orlando opened up on Sunday to feed all of the, uh, the families of the victims and the first responders. So for the first time, I think, in recorded history, uh, Chick-fil-A opened on Sunday. 70-year history, that's right. 70-year history, first time ever. They open on Sunday to feed all the first responders, the volunteers, and all that stuff. So kudos to uh, Chick-fil-A uh, in Orlando and to uh, Dan Kathy, who now runs the uh, the operation, CEO, Truett's son. Um, that's good stuff right there, Johnny.
1: Peace on Earth and chicken minis <laughs> for everybody.
0: Johnny K., we appreciate you as always. And...
1: The cholesterol
0: high, baby. So, my follow me on Twitter, check out my podcast on johnnykilbasa.com, baby.
1: At Johnny Kilbasa on Twitter.
0: Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bruh. All right, Johnny K, 23 chicken minis. I'm I'm readjusting my number. If Johnny Cade did 23, I can and do 12.
4: I just remember hitting 12, you know, like 10, 12 once, yeah. and and I was like, that's why I said 20. But sometimes we get day. platters
0: of them here at work, and I think I think I pop them in like popcorn. I thought I could hit I 30. Think it
4: depends on how you space it out. We might have to do that.
0: We might have it. to try that out. I'm I'm game. Let's do a chicken meat eating contest. You down, Longoria? Sure. sure. You've never even had them, heathen. Heathen. All right, one segment to go. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show.
1: the party gets live. with the video Mark Aram
2: on 95.5 and AM
5: 750 WSB.
2: you're feeling strong, my friend,
5: call me Elf one more time.
0: He's an angry elf. Look at you. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Uh, Peter Dinklage, that's the uh, the one Game of Thrones uh, interview we we have to get. Uh, good job on that, Longoria. Patty joins us in Pennsylvania. Patty, you are on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, lady?
6: Oh hi, Mark. How you doing? Excellent,
0: man? dear. How are you?
6: Oh, good. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell you about thirty. Year, it has to be thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine had just gotten married, and she was married for about seven months. And there was a like a lot of burglaries in the area,
0: mm-hmm.
6: and she found a lot of the. Items that were stolen in her basement.
0: Her husband was doing the thieving. Yeah. What did she do?
6: Well, she called me. She was hysterical.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
6: So um, I said, pack some clothes. We're out of here. Yeah. And we went to the police station, told them, and even the police officers said, get out of here. You know. So what did you do? Because you know, he said, "We'll get him," but you know, he had had problems before. Yeah.
0: Wow! Is everything and, all right with her now? Are you still friends with her?
6: Um, no, No, we lost track. Yeah. You know, but we were—we just went on a road trip.
0: Yeah. Thelma and Louise, the uh, Pennsylvania version. Thank, oh, yeah. Thank Patty, I got to run. Always a, pre- a treat to hear you, buddy. You you take care. I
6: take care, honey. All
0: right. There we go. Patty in Pennsylvania. Always a pleasure. Um, she's stepping up. She's calling more than Meg. I know. Where, the, where the is are two Meg? Pennsylvania. Imagine if they're like sisters and they're just competing for, for our attention. <laughs> right. Meg and Patty are sisters. That would be awesome. Uh, I, I can see the similarities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let's do, uh, what do you say? Let's do star of the show.
6: Are you guys
1: ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? I
0: already filled it out. I want to see if I'm right. What's that? I already filled
4: it out. I want to see if I'm right.
0: Longoria. Yep. Yeah. He actually did work today. That's a new, I knew yeah. that. He's saying. the only one I that did work. <laughs> I didn't do work. Chuck didn't do work. <laughs> yeah. You pulled up, up Seinfeld and uh, Elf. I did. Yeah. Good job, Longoria. My first day back. You're, well, you had four-day weekend to, yeah. uh,
4: Should <laughs> to be recharged rest up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tomorrow, fun stuff. Johnny, K- no, no, that was today. Yeah. Lonely Tailgater. Um, I've got a prize pack. You know what we're gonna. We might do movie Monday on a Wednesday tomorrow. I yeah, think that's what we that. might do. All right, plan on that unless something big breaks. Uh, we'll continue. The, <laughs> well, Chris, like, I don't do anything different. Whatever yeah, you say. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Arum, Facebook Mark Arum WSB, and Instagram Mark Arum. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby.
4: Don't you
6: weep, pretty baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. You and me and the devil makes three don't need no other loving baby. Go to sleepy little baby.
4: Guests of the Mark Aram show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's magnificent mile.